This is Town Square Sunday On Demand. And now, 1420 WBSM's Jim Phillips. Good morning and welcome to Town Square Sunday. I'm Jim Phillips. Later this month, there'll be a public program at Fort Phoenix in Fairhaven exploring some important historical aspects of Fairhaven and uh, of the fort. Uh, it is called an evening of exploring local history at Fort Phoenix. It's scheduled for August 16th from 5 to 8 p.m. It is free and open to the public. Wayne Oliveira is your host, and Wayne joins us this morning to discuss the program. Wayne, it's welcome to the program. It's good to see you again. Good, good to see you, Jim, as well. Thank you. Um, Wayne, you had a long career in Fairhaven as a firefighter. Uh, you retired uh, several years ago, but you're still giving a little back to the community here. You are very much involved in these types of reenactments and these types of programs. Uh, history is important to you. Uh, Fairhaven's history is important to you, I would imagine. Yeah, just um, the local history in general. Um, I've been involved basically in the town since I was a little guy following my father around who was uh, you know, very active in politics and volunteering. And I've always had a a love of local history, and um, I, I think locals don't really understand just how how much history is is really here in Fairhaven. Fairhaven, New Bedford, this whole region um, is just saturated with local history. And uh, there's a significant history when it comes to the Revolutionary War, uh, especially at Fort Phoenix. Right. So, what a lot of folks don't realize is shortly after the um, Lexington and Concord, just a matter of weeks after, uh, just off the shores of Fairhaven and New Bedford, was the first naval engagement of the Revolutionary War. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, so we take credit for that. Fort Phoenix was built for basically to protect uh, Bedford Village because Bedford Village uh, was known for privateering, similar to what you'd, you'd call today's you know Caribbean pirates. Yeah. They would go out and they would raid British ships, and uh, they would come back with the goods. And um, so a fort was set up to protect the harbor, and, and in 1778, that har- the harbor, Bedford Village, Fairhaven Village, was raided by the British um, mm-hmm. because they wanted retri- retribution for all of the privateering that had gone on in this area. And um, um, so there was a significant battle there. Um, Fairhaven, um, well... I, I really think people, most people think that all the action happened in Lexington and Concord, as you mentioned, but really there was a lot going on here. That offshore battle was uh, uh, among the first. Any other skirmishes here? Um, well, there were the um, militias from this area participated in a lot, you know, that went on locally, uh, mm-hmm. Rhode Island, Connecticut. They were sent wherever the where they, they needed to be. Um, but you know when you talk about that 1778 when the when the region was uh, was attacked by the British, they landed over 3,000 troops here, uh, several ships, and this wasn't just a little invasion of you know a couple hundred uh, uh, British. Mm-hmm. This was a, a full scale invasion of the area. They landed at Clark's Cove. Uh, they marched through the city. Uh, they burned a lot of uh, the buildings in the city. They burned dozens of ships in the harbor. So this was. Like I say, a, a full-scale invasion um, by the by the Redcoats at that time, and um, you know Fort Phoenix was was built in 1775, finished a couple of years later in 1777, and destroyed in 1778. So two years of building, and mm-hmm. you know just a, a couple of days of of the British, uh, you know, raiding this area, destroyed the fort. Um, just 
really raised havoc. And for New Bedford as a, a merchant community, it took them years to get back on their feet. So this was a, a devastating blow to this area. And Fort Phoenix, it was uh, rebuilt after being destroyed in this raid. Um, uh, it, it, is what we see now pretty much what the rebuilding looked like? No. So, you know, great question. So originally that was called Noel Scott Point by the Indians. And um, there was a fort, but it was a very crude fort back in the 1700s. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was built of ledge and stone. It, it sits on a great a great spot there. You get a great view of the harbor. It's on ledge. Uh, so, you know, anybody firing at it was basically going to hit stone. But it was a very crude fort. So when it was rebuilt, it was named after the mythical bird, the phoenix. And it was named Fort Phoenix after that. Mm-hmm. But even when it was rebuilt, um, today what you see, all of that granite works, the five cannons, those are actually Civil War vintage. Uh, so when the fort was taken over by the federal government, uh, you know, after the war of uh, the Revolutionary War, the War of 1812, it was taken over by the federal government and it was prepared for the Civil War. Okay. Um, you know, 1860, 1860s, um, the Civil War was just kind of ramping up. Fort Phoenix was built. Fort Table was built. So in theory, a ship would not be able to get by the guns of Fort Table, by the guns of Fort Phoenix, and be able to get into the harbor. One of those forts would be able to probably render their, their ship, um, you know, incapacitate it and just, yeah. you know. Who designed Fort Phoenix? Do you know? Um, I you know, I do. The, I forget who the architect was, but it was a, a very well-known federal architect who did several forts in the area. Yeah. Um, but Fort Phoenix was nothing really fancy. Um, it was the granite works, as you see it. There were um, seven cannons, because you see two of them are missing. We actually fire all five, mm-hmm. uh, which is Civil War vintage. Uh, they, were, they were cast in the 18, I believe it was 1860. Um, and then we're missing two. We don't know where those went over the, the course of time. You know, when the federal government disbanded the fort, it stayed um, kind of in disrepair for a while until uh, it was finally donated to the town of Fairhaven as a, a public park, and then it was restored. Yeah. And we know, you know, Robert E. Lee uh, designed, was one of the architects for Fort Tabor. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't think we can give him the whole credit for that, but it was before he... Had a hand in it. <laughs> he had a hand in it before he left for the Confederacy. He was a Union Army officer, and he helped design, anyway, Fort Tabor. Mm-hmm. Um, um, but um, there was no such work, apparently, put into Fort Phoenix. There was no building, per se, no structure. Well, yeah, a lot of the granite work that you see was, you know, was basically it was uh, at a good vantage point right at the entrance of the harbor. Uh, there were barracks. Um, there were a couple of uh, wooden structures that were up there. There was um, the Cook's House, which was um, right near that that big mound that you see. Mm-hmm. Um, there was a two-story building attached to that, and that was the, the Cook's area and um, uh, Quartermaster's area. So there were a couple of structures. There was some fencing uh, to protect the uh, east exposure of the fort. So if you were coming from land, there would be uh, sentries and, and uh, gates that you'd have to get through in order to get into the fort. Uh, but from the water... It was basically protected by the cannons, granite works, the ledge, that type of thing. The um, big structure that you see is uh, that grassy mound underneath. That was the powder magazine. So there's actually a room that we open up during this uh, history night. And uh, you can go in there. It's uh, an arch ceiling all made out of brick. Mm. 
Uh, there's a little kind of Z-shaped uh, stairway that you get into the room, and uh, that would have just held hundreds of pounds of gunpowder, and that was the powder magazine. That was added in 1865 uh, as an add-on or an update to the fort. Yeah, so probably folks, a lot of folks didn't realize that. I didn't realize it until, until I read about it. Right. And we have a lot of people who are amazed, you know, when they when they get in there, they just say, geez, I've lived in town all my life. I've never been in this room. And, you know, it's just one of those things. It's not open a whole lot. So, You're listening to Town Square Sunday. I'm Jim Phillips. My guest is Wayne Oliveira. And on August 16th, he'll be leading a program on Fairhaven history at Fort Phoenix on the 16th again. And it's from 5 to 8 p.m. It is free and open to the public. And uh, I uh, I think you're going to learn a lot if you uh, stop by. Uh the state controls the Fort Phoenix Reservation now. Is the fort itself part of that? So you're correct. The um, the side where you go swimming on the east side, that's owned by the state. Uh, once you cross the guardrail, uh, there's a smaller parking lot. That's actually owned by the town of Fairhaven. Okay. So the federal government um, wanted to disband the fort after the Civil War. They didn't feel they had any need for it. And um, Lady Fairhaven... Uh, a relation through Henry Huddleston Rogers, mm-hmm. bought the, I believe it was $5,000, bought the property and turned it over to the town of Fairhaven. So that's actually uh, a Fairhaven-owned public park, uh, Fort Phoenix. It's on the National Reg- Register of Historic Places. Uh, and it's just probably one of the most beloved spots in town. If you asked anybody, you know, where do you like to hang out in town? Uh, I would say, you know, high percentage are going to say, I love Fort Phoenix. I love uh, walking the hurricane barrier. It's just a beautiful spot overlooking Buzzards Bay. And again, just filled with history. And we're going to talk a little more about that history, too. Um, So tell us about the presentation on the 16th. Will it be just you or others involved? Uh, Talk to us about that. So um, usually we put on an encampment. a couple of days in the springtime, we got rained out. Weather wasn't in our favor this year. And, you know, a couple of years of COVID um, has kind of put us behind the eight ball. So we're looking to get back into the public eye. It's the Fahaven Village Militia. It's um, comprised of about 20 reenactors. Uh, we also have some folks from Wayham that join us, uh, the Wayham Militia. And, um, you know, whoever's available, uh, we just go up there and we'll have guides that can tell you the local history. They'll take in the, the powder magazine, the bunker. Uh, we'll give you a history of the, the cannons and the fort that you see up there today. Mm-hmm. Um, we have one cannon there that was actually cast in uh, 1690. It was captured by John Paul Jones down in the Bahamas. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, just really nice pieces of Americana history um, that you can, you know, you can actually see the 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 king's crown is embedded, uh, the crest is embedded into the uh, cannon when it was cast. So it's just, a, you know, really nice pieces of history. And, uh, you know, we'll, we'll go over all of that. We'll tell you the history of the area, a little bit about the 1778 invasion, and um, just a good chance to learn some local history and ask a lot of questions and, you know, bring your kids. Your kids might know a little bit about the local history, maybe more so than the adults because uh, they're yeah. getting some of this in school. But, yeah. You know, really want to reinforce the, the history. Is it part of the curriculum? Do you know if it's... Uh... They do some local history, um, but in my my opinion, probably not enough. Sure. Um, you know, I think we really need to appreciate what we have here and just how, how deeply, uh, you know, embedded this, this area was. More so in the Revolutionary War. We didn't see a lot of action in the Civil War. But, you know, at any time, 
things could have turned, uh, you know, the, the battles could have come up this way, but it seems like they were mostly in the mid-states and, and down south. What about um, uh, during the Revolution, who formed the militia that manned Fort Phoenix? Was it just civilians? Yeah, so, yeah, this was not a... Um, this was not a continental group of, you know, yeah, polished soldiers and army. nice uniforms. Right. Um, these were a bunch of farmers, local merchants, uh, you know, doctors, lawyers, any anybody in the area uh, would form this militia. And, um, and you know, you, you'd probably even see some young young lads in there that would, uh, you know, be roped into service. And, uh, you know, fathers, sons, and um, it, it comprised the militia. They were... Somewhere in the area of about thirty to thirty-five local militiamen that would man uh, Fort Phoenix, and um, you know when you think of three thousand British troops up against thirty-five militia on the Fairhaven side, uh, you know not good odds. No. Um, so you know we, we definitely took a beating. Uh, we were severely outnumbered, um, mm-hmm. and there was you know some militia in um, you know Westport, Wayham, and uh, all of the different communities, and they would band together as needed. Yeah. Um. Why do you think it's important to get the word out about this? I think we touched on it uh, earlier, but uh, Fairhaven history means a lot to you. It should mean a lot to all of us who live in this area, uh, uh, and it's important for people to know that, isn't it? Yeah, I just, I just think if you know, if you live in a community, you should, you should have a feel for, for its history. I mean, Fairhaven has some gorgeous buildings. Um, you know, the center of town is probably unlike any other community. It's got some. You know, just really beautiful architecture. Uh, again, you know, we take credit for the first naval battle. We had a, a great involvement in the Revolutionary War, the fight for independence. And, um, you know, I think that's just important, especially for the young young folks. Uh, you know, definitely important for the adults. But as, as the young folks grow up, I think it's really nice that we have a, an appreciation for how much, how rich the history is in this area. Yeah. Um, and uh, that is, uh, uh, you know, you, you see it so often where kids don't really know this stuff. You know, you talk to them about it and they say, no kidding, that happened? Uh, right, right. <laughs> you know, you ask people on the streets, you know, give us some dates. What happened in 1776? And, yeah. You know, I mean, there's just some people that have no concept of um, time or dates or, yeah. or what happened. Yeah, and, and they yeah. have busy lives and, they, you know. Right, not everybody's about. into history and I get it. Um but you should still have a little bit of an appreciation, even if you're not a history buff, just the kind of history that surrounds you. Yeah. All right. Uh, one more time. Exploring Fairhaven history at Fort Phoenix is happening August 16th at Fort Phoenix, of course, in Fairhaven from 5 to 8 p.m. It's a three-hour program. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, uh, Wayne Oliveira has put this together with others. Other other volunteers to kind of get this night uh, get this night going. Tell me, you're going to fire the cannons on the 16th? Well, strangely enough, uh, <laughs> we've had trouble getting cannon powder. <laughs> one of the things that happened during COVID is one of the companies uh, that produces cannon powder went out of business. Uh, there's been a a void, so uh, for the last couple of years, we haven't been able to acquire any. Uh, we're diligently working on it. We uh, had hoped to fire them July 4th. Yeah, we couldn't. So. Um, you know, we may do some musket firing, but uh, unfortunately, until we can acquire some powder, uh, and it's a specialty powder, so, um, and we're one of the few forts, just as an FYI, that fires cannons of that size. It's a 24-pound steel ball that it would have fired, 10 pounds of gunpowder, 
and you just don't see those those size cannons being fired on the East Coast. And Fairhaven can boast the fact that we do we do fire all five. So gunpowder is short supply. Yeah, so if anybody out there knows where we can get <laughs> cannon-grade gunpowder, it was made by GoEx, and uh, uh, we're diligently uh, trying to acquire it. All right. My guest has been Wayne Oliveira, who has organized the Fairhaven History Night on August 16th at Fort Phoenix. Uh, it will run from 5 to 8 p.m. It does sound like a great deal of fun, especially ex- exploring the magazine area, the where the gunpowder was kept so many years ago, decades ago, really. Mm-hmm. Uh, more than decades, really. Yeah. Centuries ago. But it does sound like fun. Good luck with this, Wayne. Good, thank you. And if nothing else, you've you got some great scenery down there, so go for a walk and uh, take in the sights. It's thank a you. beautiful thank you, place, Jim. sure enough. Well, stay with us. Town Square Sunday will continue in just a moment. 